Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And joining us on the other end of the tin can and string, we are joined with the co-owner of Pandora's Box, located in lovely Lafayette, New Jersey. Sussex County. Eric. Eric, good evening. Hey, guys. How's it going? Eric, Eric? He's Eric. Eric, Eric. Oh, wow. There's one Eric, but you can, you can call me okay. Eric, Eric, if you want. So, Eric, Eric, no. Um, he just did, so I'm like, all right, fine. So a lot has happened in the last few weeks since our last, you know, regular kind of episode, the one we did with uh, Toy Shiz, but it's mostly kind of still a little bit of the same, just speculation, rumor, innuendo, all that good stuff out there, and, you know, we're getting close to it, and I can't shut up about it. Uh-oh. Speculation, Moon Knight, what do you think? Uh, I've been uh, I've been waiting for something dark you know from uh from that series for a long time i feel like a lot of people have been looking for something you know cinematic wise from, morbius from moon knight no let's not talk about yeah, morbius. Well, and, and, <laughs> yeah i mean i don't <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I, 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 and see here's a you know here's the problem is that we don't really know where it's going to go i mean the trailer looks amazing mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, costume design looks fantastic. Um, I remember watching a couple of videos of that guy with, I can never remember his name. The guy that's actually playing, uh, playing him. Oh, uh, Oscar um, Isaac. Yep. Yeah. But his like workout videos and the stuff that he's learning in terms of like the martial arts, he looks incredible. Um, so, and I, I even see that there's people speculating that they've like seen werewolf in like the, the trailer somewhere. There's some kind of body shot where it's like oh it's werewolf by night you know like and i don't know it's just it's too early you know i i it it looks like it has the makings of being something incredible but i've been let down before so i've kind of learned my lesson where i don't i don't allow myself to get super hyped up on something well when you know when it comes to the hype train with a lot of these things going on you know, you're the o- you're the co-owner of Pandora's Box in Lafayette, New Jersey, and as mm-hmm. deemed by uh, Long Island Ice Z, Matt Cardona himself, one of the greatest toy stories he's ever been to. You know, it's cool mm-hmm. to be able to see a lot of what is going on with you know the toys of Moon Knight. Like, there's have have you been getting like a lot of uh, demand for toys with the character? Like, cl- the closer it is to the show. Well, I mean, you know, we live in a world now with uh, collectibles where a, a lot of the times, you know, now the movies dictate the desirability of a lot of this stuff. You know, there, um, shit, there was a, uh, a Moon Knight figure in Toy Biz put out a, uh, I think it was like the Marvel, Marvel Ages or Marvel Icons. It, it was a line in like 93, 94. Um, great figure that they did uh, for Moon Knight and a couple other guys. There was a vision in that line and, and a few other guys. Um, but that was a, you know, $10, $15 figure forever. And then once, you know, the movie or uh, the show got announced, um, figures like $60, $75 now. It's yeah. Marvel Gold. That's what it is. Marvel Gold. If you look up that figure, it's, it's really, it, the, the design is fantastic. And I'm sure you guys know about legends and how they appreciate and you know somebody comes out in a movie and all of a sudden their first uh, appearance in their comic goes absolutely shit well look and, at look at yeah. what's his name um 
what's uh, Kang the Conqueror. They recently came out with a Marvel Legends figure of Kang the Conqueror. And, you know, it was like 50-50. Some people were like, I can't wait to get this because, you know, he's going to be in Quantumania. And the figure sat on the shelf for like maybe a month or two. And then the character makes his debut in Loki. And like the surprise debut. No one expected that. But he makes his debut in there. And and I'm, I'm in a lot of uh, Marvel Legends Facebook groups. And one of the I comments. Oh, yeah. And like just watching <laughs> the hardcore fanboys on there, though, where like they flip about it and they just go, oh, you didn't want the figure until the movie car- version came out. I'm like, some people want to do that. Like, I don't mind. But. You know, it's funny because some figures will stay on the shelf forever and ever. And, like, my two go-to ones forever and ever will be uh, Rock Python and uh, Spymaster, complete jobber mm-hmm. figures. And it's like, I love the complaint, and I've said it on the Toy Shiz episode, where they'll complain, uh, another Wolverine? Who's going to buy that? I don't know, because I never see that figure in the store, so evidently people do. Mm-hmm. But it's... Yeah, so- I, I get it. I mean, it... it it makes sense to me, but I live and breathe this stuff, you know, so it's, it's harder for me with the comic stuff to see, you know, uh, you know, somebody like Hydro Man, you know, that's like a perfect example, uh, how he, you know, was featured in, um, the Spider-Man movie and then got, you know, maybe 10 minutes of screen time and his first appearance, who was a dollar book for 40 years, um, you know, is now a $300 book raw. Yeah. So... Whoa. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. And all it takes is that's what I mean. It's like literally a guy can be on screen for 45 seconds and have his name mentioned. And it's like, oh, shit, five million people flooding to try to find his first appearance. Well, in um, your store, I've gone over to the wall of comics and one book and like somebody moved it ever so slightly on the wall. Like and I thought it was like somebody bought it. I'm like, oh, somebody bought it. And then I see it again. I'm like, I want to eventually come back. I can't do it yet. But you guys have the first appearance of Vision. And when mm. I see that, I'm just like, it's funny because yep. when the character made his debut officially full on in uh, Age of Ultron, I didn't care. Mm. No one cared. And then, you know, the character builds up a little bit more with WandaVision. Boom. Mm. People care. And it's like now I'm one of those like, kind of want that book one day. But, you know. Yeah, I get it. And then there's like the variations too. Like, didn't I, now I didn't watch WandaVision. You can crucify me if oh, you want. Oh, it's so good, though. But <laughs> I know I, I just thought it was too, like, sitcom-y kind of looking, like, I don't know. It just it just didn't appeal to me. I'm oh. sure I'm going to watch it eventually, but when it first came out, I was like, I got tons of other fucking catalog stuff I need to watch before this. Let me channel, um, my, inner know... Jake, well, let me channel my inner Jake Roberts. Trust me. Mm-hmm. You will love the show. Like, just get past <laughs> the first or third, or the first three-ish episodes. It's good. Okay. Some people say, good. though, it didn't, like like uh, Rob Liefeld, co-creator of Deadpool, he's gone on saying, you know, it didn't hit the landing, didn't stick the landing, but, like, I I like the ending. It worked for what it was. But mm-hmm. yeah, your mileage may vary. Yeah, but um, but I know that there was, wasn't there some kind of reference to, like, the White Vision or? Yep, West Coast Avengers. Yeah. So, right, West Coast Avengers, that book, I, li- I probably threw that book in the dumpster like a thousand times in my lifetime. <laughs> like, so they were never worth anything, and they were never for true first appearances. Y- y- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, it's just strange the way that, like, these shows and movies kind of, like, change your conceptual um, idea of what a first appearance, quote-unquote, actually is. Well, that just goes um, hand-in-hand, too, with the... Um... 
uh, what was it? Um, the the newspaper comic book size are a little bit smaller than a than oh, the a treasury. No, not a treasury. That's bigger. By uh, the way, you guys have a ton of the treasury books, and I've been wanting to get, uh, snag some of them. Good stuff in there. The Thor, Fantastic so, Four. Because we got a things... bunch of we got a, a bunch of really nice ones in today too. The the uh, Star Wars, the Battlestar Galactica one, a couple other like the big key ones: Spider Man versus Muhammad Ali, which is really hard to find. Well, there's some things that Spider-Man. are Superman. That are out there though. That whether it be Marvel Age or, and again, I can't think of the other period. It's a period. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. It's, you're talking Marvel Age or uh, Heroes something or Amazing Heroes, Amazing stuff Heroes. like that. Amazing yeah, Heroes. no, I know what you're talking about. Some of those are being like, oh, that's the first appearance. Yeah, so the, you know, being a big Spawn fan, there's a lot of uh, fish or fowl kind of thing in regards to what is the true first appearance of Spawn. Like, some people say Spawn's first appearance isn't an issue of Wizard Magazine for an ad. Yes. Some people say Yes, I have actually. Mm-hmm. I've seen that as of recently, too. Yeah. And it's it's one of those, I don't know anymore. And, like, I, as a diehard Spawn fan, as a diehard fan of Tarden McFarland, I love, you know, seeing all of those different things. But after a while, it is like, so do I have the first appearance or not? I got things to do. <laughs> it's it's again i feel like it's very um opinion based you yeah. know so it's like you can find like grab any you know any copy of x-men or what uncanny x-men you could be like oh well oh look at this cell wolverine has blue shoes it's like this is the first the first time that wolverine wore blue shoes in a comic book you know, but you could, and it's just like, why? Because the artist, like, maybe just fucked up and painted his shoes, you know, <laughs> colored in his shoes blue instead of brown. Like, but somebody will see that and treat that as like, oh, like, you know, this is a thing. And they make it a thing. And then other people that are idiots follow along and they're like, oh, my God, he's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Those are blue. Like, really ra- Yeah. This, wow, that's really, that's probably really rare that if you have that book, you know, and then everybody goes fucking crazy. We see it all the time with, like, the... Vintage Star Wars is a perfect example from like the seventies. It's like oh, nobody, yeah. It's like oh, Luke has blue hair, or uh, Luke has brown hair, Luke has blonde hair, uh, Luke kind of has uh, sideburns on this figure. Well, you know his pants are tan, but they're kind of brown, and in this one they they look kind of yellow. It's like dude, some guy was painting those in his basement, uh, you know, in Hong Kong for <laughs> however many years. They're not all going to be the same. Well, the funniest so, thing is, you, you mentioned the the uh, Star Wars figures, the Kenner ones. I actually, you know, unrelated, I ended up getting my hands on years ago a Boba Fett figure. It was like, I guess the, uh, it might have been the mail away version or whatever. But I went to a con, got it there, and I tried haggling with the guy on the price because you know that's that's the one thing about cons that you can do. Just you know, eh, eh, could could you do you know maybe a little lower on this? Yeah. The con we went to was a complete dud, and you knew it was a dud when there were no Harley Quinn or Deadpool cosplayers there. <laughs> oh, and yep. the only, and Batman that was there was paying to be there. Um, <laughs> it was or not paying; they were paying him to be there. So it's a lot of uh, just not a very good convention. I tried haggling him, and he looks at me, and goes, "Dude, no one's here. Give me my twenty-five. <laughs> like fine." <laughs> so I, I now have my own Borba foot action figure, and nice. you know. The point of that story is I like stories. Um, and I don't know, just the idea of when it comes to certain books out there. You know, you mentioned the whole, it's not a first appearance of a book, but it's going up there. Like when it came to WandaVision, the evil Wanda book from West Coast Avengers, that blew up right. as a result. And I'm like, shit, I need to get this book. And it, I got my hands on it. And yeah. not a lot, luckily. I think it was like, you know, maybe a week or two after like everyone was like, 
oh, eh, I don't want it anymore. It, it's literally the whole, like, the hype train of something going on and then once uh, moves on to the new thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about this. This is my train of thought of how I can, you know, segue this, but mm-hmm. we got to take things and just throw them onto the side, kind of like that kid in Toy Story. I'm done with you. Throw to the side. Right. With, you know, I did a thing recently on TikTok about it in regards to the content of, you know, pump and dump versus uh, releasing things weekly. And right now, it's a great time to be a fan of a lot of shows because they're they're sticking with a weekly format. And the pump and dump doesn't really work. You know, you look at a show like Cobra Kai, you look at a show like The Witcher, and they're memeable. Oh, that's what I was just going to say, not yeah. to cut you off. That was the show I was thinking of that I that I watched like straight through, and I was like, fuck. And like, what was it, only eight episodes? Yeah. But it's also and like... I wanted more. <laughs> when season one came out, remember there were the memes of, mm, of, you know, literally his character yeah. going, mm. Mm-hmm. It was two weeks of that, and then it disappeared off the face of the earth. Meanwhile, two right. years later, we still can't escape Grogu. So I don't, <laughs> like, the the weekly promotion does such a great job of making you care about these things. And, you know, I'm going to say something, a spoiler for the book of Borba Foot, but some character shows up. Eddie, if you want to put on your earmuffs, you can. So right. Although you, you won't know who it is. It's like one of the animated characters. An animated character shows up from uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, bl- a certain blue guy by the name of Cad Bane. He shows up in uh, episode five or six. Mm-hmm. And there were memes up the wazoo about him making an appearance. There's memes about a certain character that, you know, was de-aged using technology. I'm really not going to say that one, but some memes with that <laughs> one. And it's like, at this point, you know, I've it's prolonging the show by you know weeks to even months even years you know yep. at this point like when cobra kai season 4 came out i saw maybe one or two memes pertaining to the show and i'm in a lot of cobra kai related communities on social media nothing like how do you botch that yep i don't get it i what don't do. mm-hmm. and meanwhile like season 3 no one could shut up about season 3 although season 3 was great because it had an ending with the uh, proto men's cover of uh, in the air tonight Amazing ending. That's like one of my top five favorite endings of a season ever, by the way. Because it's really good. I like I like Phil Collins. I like him oh, too, yeah. but not to make a top five of anyone. I would. Okay. Eddie, what's your top five favorite Phil Collins songs? I like Phil Collins' instrumentation on Frida, and I know there's something going on. Okay, that's two. That's, what's the other three, Eddie? Let's just, let's just go <laughs> with right, that for yeah. now. You, you do, there's about 40 songs to pick from, so. Hey, Eric, what about your favorite songs by Phil Collins? <laughs> Are you more of a Genesis oh, man? God, uh, Easy Lover's got to be in my top three. I'm with Philip Bailey. Uh, I don't know, man. Anything off of uh, that that first, well, that first Genesis album, um, an Invisible Touch too, got to be. Uh, See, one thing I'm going to say as well: we can include Genesis songs. Phil Collins era Genesis can be included into. Oh, this. you have to. So just post uh, post Peter Gabriel though. I, I like some of the Peter Gabriel stuff, but I, I'm, I was always raised on the Phil Collins stuff, so who knows? Yeah. Exactly. I knew Peter Gabriel's solo. Then I realized, oh, he was part of, okay, fine, because it never really got into the top 40 realm, I don't think, musically speaking. It was all in the, the album-oriented rock stuff, or AOR, as the format used to be. Yeah. Well, that was the problem with them is that, you know, he— you didn't. You weren't exposed to Genesis until he left because yes. he was so weird about 
the way he wanted to write stuff. Phil was like, yeah, dude, like we, I want to be on the radio. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do here, but I'm trying to write songs that get like radio play. So, and you know, Peter Gabriel is a psycho. So he was just like, well, all right, well, I'm going to go do my own shit. Then he was like, all right, well, fine. Fuck you. And, uh, looks like it worked out much better for Phil Collins, but, um, you know, he wasn't really around to, to see all the, uh, or be, he wasn't in the band for a lot yeah, of the mainstream. Can't totally right. discount Peter Gabriel though, from like '82 to to '86, where oh, the '86 was the big years. Games that yeah, frontier. yeah, oh. shocked the monkey. I mean, MTV mm-hmm. helped him out a lot, that's and a lot, uh, that's animal brutality. Yeah. That is no. that is racist. Actually. My fa- my favorite thing with uh, Shock the Monkey was the inclusion of that in, in a random episode of South Park when they were doing a parody of us. Uh, I think it was Say Anything, where uh, John Cusack is holding the uh, boombox and In Your Eyes plays, so they have Stan playing Shock the Monkey instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's such it's such a stupid joke, but it works on so many levels. But anyway, you guys had mentioned, by the way, Psycho. Well, mm-hmm. you know who else is Psycho? Norman Bates. Him, well, him too, and uh, Patrick Bateman. But the mm-hmm. most Psycho thing, it, or Psycho person, would have to be Christian Marvel Bale. Stu- Marvel Studios. Stop that. <laughs> That's what, Christian Bale, anyway, Eddie. Well, uh, Patrick oh. Bateman. <laughs> oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Anyway, before the okay, <laughs> but. Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios are absolutely psychotic when it comes to uh, spoilers. Lanyards. Stop that. But <laughs> well, on our visit, well, I mean, yeah. well, I'm talking about Marvel Studios, dude. It's not Marvel Comics Entertainment, but okay. Marvel Studios, right. where they basically yelled at Zoe Saldana to delete a post off of her Instagram page, oh. and she was flipping through the script of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and they told her to take it down because. Eric, what was the reason? Um, I think you could possibly see the first like three lines of the movie if you flipped the picture upside down, took a screenshot, and then zoomed in like eight thousand times and like did some kind of like hieroglyphic deciphering and figured out how to put all the little lines together to make letters. Take it, it into insane, a dark room but... and put it under the, the colored water, maybe enhance, enhance and the other uh, lighting. Yeah. Well, pretty, one of, pretty weird. when it comes to Guardians Volume 3, there is a lot of speculation. And I, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine in regards to Volume 3 and is in turn with Eternals. Now, Eric, have you seen Eternals? I have not. Lucky you. But um, <laughs> Yes, that's, I, I made the right judgment call there, I believe. It, if you want to watch a movie, that's certainly an option. Don't. But, Don't do it. My 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 favorite thing, by the way, is we're a couple days removed from the Oscar announcements, and they that was their Oscar bait movie. Guess what movie did not get nominated for any Oscars? Eternals. How'd that work out for them? Mm. Meanwhile, Shang Chi and Spider Man, and I believe Black Widow also got nominated, but just for really? random categories. Yeah, like you know, special effects, sound editing, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But Jimmy Kimmel recently, he was actually really upset about. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home not getting the Best Picture nomination. Mm. I'm indifferent. I don't. I'm fine with it mm. not being in there. I guess that's more reserved for <coughs> more serious movies. I, I guess, but eh, I mean, Avatar I got like, nominated. Yeah, I mean, we're in an age now where like digital media and all that stuff. Like, why can't something that's heavily CGI'd be, you know? I, I mean, yeah, I get that, but I, I mean, it'll get there eventually. I think as a lot of the boomers are moving out of that role, you know? Well, one of the things that, you know, got me was in regards to uh, 
with uh, Eternals, because it was in tune with the uh, Guardians Volume Three thing. Do you know about the ending, the uh, the post credit scene in Gar or in Eternals? I do not. Would you like it spoiled for you? Yeah, sure. Tell me. Okay, so well, this is this is a big one, but basically, okay. two characters make their MCU debuts. One played by Patton Oswalt, and everyone was upset because oh, Patton Oswalt has to play Modok. No, Patton Oswalt's playing Pip the Troll, which. Oh God! I had I tweeted recently something about this, and I got upset about this, just annoyance. But I'll get to that in a moment. And the other character, Star Fox, uh, Eros, played by Harry Styles, and they are in the movie. And the introduction of both of them, as feels like the first time by Foreigner plays, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because I'm such a spaz in regards to this kind of stuff. I know James Gunn's cutoff points for the soundtracks of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Fun fact, it's 1979. But <laughs> Foreigners feels like the first time. Eddie, what year did that come out? It was a 70s song. What year? Do you know? I will if Eddie, you give me a Eddie's second. Eddie's going to the book. But in the meantime, as you know, Eddie searches for the year of the uh, song, it fits in line with Guardians of the Galaxy. And James Gunn has said, Guardians Volume 3 is going to be the last time you have that original lineup. So this may be the leaving of either Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, uh, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot, and even Mantis. So all these characters, you know, one of them or two of them or even three could leave. And it got me thinking, we're supposed we're going to be getting Adam Warlock soon, and we're now getting Star Fox and Pip the Troll. Why wouldn't well, you bring a character like Pip the Troll into the Guardians? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because it it's a step, sense. yeah, it's I mean, a I'm step not, I'm not going to lie. I don't know who the fuck, I know who Star Fox <laughs> is from, like, Super Nintendo. I don't know who the Star Fox character is. So, Marvel lore. different Star Fox. This one is yeah. the brother of Thanos. Oh, okay. So is he, like, one of the celestial, like, dudes, too, or no? Yeah, I, be- uh, Cosmic, uh... I know he, I know he's uh, from the planet uh, that uh, Thanos comes from, because, you know, they're brothers and whatnot. <clears throat> but, um... Okay. Titan? Yeah, Titan. There we go. Mm-hmm. I haven't Titan. read those in a while. But, um... And also, did a significant run in, I guess it was <clears throat> the 80s, of uh, the Avengers that yeah. Star Fox was in. Uh, and okay. back to, uh, yes, Foreigners. First top 40 chart appearance, 1977. Top See? 10. So mm-hmm. why you said that just like Casey Kasem? Well, I'm a radio guy, so yeah. thank you. I so, recently perfect. just watched a clip of uh, Casey Kasem giving the top ten numbers on uh, The Late Show with David Letterman. <laughs> Coming in at number one. <laughs> and he did it as a special dedication for a girl named Stephanie, who's very sweet of him. Oh, very nice. But Let me just throw my two cents in here real quick, though, before I get mm-hmm. lost. The, um, the Guardians um, stuff and what really bothered me was the the way that they kind of handled the like the second infinity war you know movie i was expecting to see adam warlock in that movie um Mm -hmm. you know because of the way the entire infinity gauntlet saga went i mean i was seeing all these crazy rumors that were like actually making sense to me which is like very unusual for like online stuff you know, people were like, oh, well, you know, Gamora is supposed to be trapped in the Soul Stone with Adam Warlock. And maybe the one, uh, the Gamora that got thrown off the cliff um, was actually a, um, uh, what the fuck? Doppelganger. 
Yes. Uh, a uh, wow. What is wrong with me? From Captain uh, Marvel. What are they called? The uh, why can't I think of their names? The aliens that can shapeshift. Oh, scroll. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was like a scroll in in uh, whatever. Look you know, at her chin. And it wasn't the real, you know, Gamora that was killed. So then she can come back, you know, so that her... No, it wasn't Gamora, right? It was, um... Well, Gamora died. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Gamora's okay. dead? So... I didn't even know she was sick. Uh... I'm, like, I'm, like, getting... I'm, like, second-guessing myself now. She has a splitting uh, um, headache. Oh. But, yeah, I, I remember seeing all that stuff, and I was, like... I loved Adam Warlock as a kid, like, in, you know, in those comics. Yeah, so well, that's me, right. It, it was very, uh... I was hyped on it, and I thought it was going to happen. And then when it didn't, it's like, okay, well, maybe in Guardians they'll make an appearance. Yeah. You know? I think some and, fans are definitely going to be upset if, if Warlock does not come to be a character in the MCU because you've got a setup for it, and Pip the Troll, right, connected definitely with Warlock in his comic. I think it needs to happen. Well, when it comes to Pip the Troll, the thing about him that drives me crazy... Those Pip, ears, those pointy he, little he, ears. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And the cigar. No. The thing about Pip that drives me crazy is the realization Pip the Troll is going to be a character that's a household name in the very near future. Well, because you of the, know. Well, here's the why thing. Why not? Meanwhile, the distinguished competition, any character that's not Batman gets uh, pushed to the side. <laughs> Booster Gold is still an afterthought. No one knows or cares who Booster Gold is. And Blue Beetle, right. He's, he's a great character. Both of them, yeah. Yep. And guess what? What? Nah. You want you want more Batman. You want you you love Batman. You don't love any of these other characters. And by the way, yes, I'm a hypocrite. I have my ticket to go see the Batman on uh, March fourth. Batman's gonna I, be awesome. I can't wait. That is the one where I'm just like you know, it's three hours long. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, 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 Eddie. I know. I'm in the same boat. Oh, we just bring back the, the Green Lantern. I think the make or break on that movie is going to be the the Riddler and how he's portrayed in terms of bondage like, Riddler. Yeah. Release the yeah. Gimp. Yep. If he's gonna be like S and M, like you know, crazy uh, serial killer Riddler, as long as he, um, you know, is still, I mean, we're not getting, we're obviously never gonna get another Jim Carrey, so that's that's cool, but uh, I, I think the dark, you know, how dark that movie is going to be, um, is gonna take, uh, you know, Batman to a different, to another level, and I think people are gonna be surprised at Robert Pattinson. Maybe they should have, uh, if they didn't put into the soundtrack, the Talking Heads song, Psycho Killer. Mm, another great band. <sighs> Kiss, oh, Eddie, Eddie. Run, 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 run away. Thank you, Eddie. I just didn't think the Kiss, Kiss, Say would be included on today's episode. Of course not. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but it's funny. So I didn't know we had Eric, the, the co-proprietor of Pandora's box, would be with us too. I mean, you guys oh, have had you, you guys have history already for crying out loud. I we haven't did. gotten to the story yet. But, wow, that's a shame. Well, that's it's real... on my list. Thank you, Captain America. That's right. But, well, Captain Ed America. <laughs> mm-hmm. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheMarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. The $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage, where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two... You haven't read that? 
a show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice. Or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. But one of the things, by the way, Eric, you had mentioned, you know, you were surprised like a big debut didn't show up in Infinity War or, you know, mm-hmm. Endgame. In a lot of ways, like both you and I were professional wrestling fans and, you you know, you guys are going to be having a uh, upcoming signing in the month of March featuring uh, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy, Team Extreme, the Hardy Boys with a Z yep. at the end. Um, but with that, that got me thinking, you know, we're also of like a culture, uh, you know, a, a fan culture of when something big happens, the big shows, something big has to happen, like a debut or something. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's in like not instinctive, but like that's part of our DNA as a fan of something. Like, why isn't this happening? Because we're so used to that in the professional wrestling sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like part of the payoff, you know, and, and as a culture and a society now, we're we're so fixated on, like, instant gratification, you know. So I, I feel like, yeah, if people are going to go more old school and, and actually build up that storyline for, like, that big payout at the end, people get kind of deflated because it's like, you know, holy shit, this, is, this show is just dragging on or this movie dragging You know, everybody wants, like what you said, everybody wants that, that payoff right away. And it's kind of uh, funny because, like, I've been watching The Book of Boba Fett, like, taking my time on it. I This is the one time I stopped doing the weekly. I'm just like, no, I'm just going to let them, you know, accumulate for a little bit, and then I'll watch them. Because when Obi-Wan mm-hmm. happens in May, oh, my God. I think that's actually happening on George Lucas's birthday, if I remember correctly, May 25th. Well, that would make sense. Oh, really? But one of the things about, you know, with Boba Fett, from what I've heard, big things happen in every episode, and I like that. But on the flip side, I'm not a fan of, like, The Mandalorian Season 2, where it was literally, like, they would dangle things in your face going, hey, remember this from the movies? Yep, well, see you later. Like, it's literally that every episode. (laughs) Yeah. But in regards to a lot of the shows, you know, going back over that little uh, pump and dump versus weekly kind of thing, and also tying it into Pandora's box with the professional wrestling connection, and, you know, we got James Gunn as well, Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a show... It's funny, I did not think that we would care as much about a character like that and Vigilante and Judo Master and all these other characters, these D-list, even, you know, F-level jobbers, <laughs> but we do. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a, people are running out of ideas or, I mean, I, I understand the desire to freshen up, you know, the, the cinematic or the TV universe where there's you know different characters and stuff, but man, there's still like so many people that haven't been used that I can think of that are much better than some of the stuff that's being thrown out there now. And yet, the especially, the... <clears throat> I was just going to say, especially like talking about Batman, you want to talk about like just an all-time fuck-up. You you have like you still haven't had good scarecrow done oh come on you don't like the guy that looks like his face was stung by bees i mean like how how are you making all these movies and not you utilize like you haven't done a good clay face i was gonna say Clayface is surprisingly the one that we haven't seen you know what i i mean i mean it's just it's just crazy to me that you can you have all this stuff laying around and even with like x-men it's like where's mr sinister i mean let's you know what i mean like all those like 
how much of a disaster um what was the one with uh age of apocalypse and like all that shit and it's like i get it you wanted to have apocalypse on or whatever but could have done i have an ooze. so much better <laughs> well the, the funniest thing you mentioned mr sinister and this is a callback to a previous episode a few years ago, I went to go see Network on Broadway, and, you know, I'm standing by the stage door. The Cran man himself, Brian Cranston, comes out, and, you know, we're nice. talk like, he's talking all the people. And I'm, you know, front and center by the uh, little barricade, and I say to him, you know, I, I know everyone wants to see you play Lex Luthor. <laughs> and then I just go, in a joking, pleading way, I go... But can you go to Marvel instead, please? Please, I'm begging you. Like, I don't want to see you at DC. Just, just go to Marvel because I would prefer that. Yeah. And he looks at me, yep. has his little marker in his hand, and points at me and goes, "You know, I was supposed to be Mister Sinister." And I say back really? to him, I'm "Like, I know, I wanted that so badly too." <laughs> but like, he was supposed oh, yeah. to be Mister Sinister in what I believe would have been Dark Phoenix, because you know, got to jam everything in, or the movie yep. following Dark Phoenix. But he was supposed was to be another. involved. That's crazy. And I, it's, I wish he was. He's a phenomenal actor. And, like, I don't know if he could do it from a visual standpoint. They probably would have had to change things up, as, you know, he doesn't have the uh, red vine cape. But, um, you know, he he's a phenomenal actor, and he could pull it off. He could. He's done a great villain in the form of Walter White, Heisenberg, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he's a cerebral actor, and he does a phenomenal job at what he does. He's kind of like Wolverine. He's the best there is at what he does. But unlike Wolverine, what he does is pretty damn good acting. I'm really proud of that one. I don't know why. I just, uh, uh, alteration, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, what can you do? Let that go. Not everything's a winner, ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> but but uh, in regards to a lot of these, you know, characters, it's true. You know, there's so many characters we could see on the big screen. I want to see Arcade on the big screen, you know, doing something with the X-Men. Eddie just ha- Eddie lit up a little for that. Because mm-hmm. why not? Why wouldn't you go outside of the box for these characters? Like, go with something different as opposed to, like, well, it's time to make a Fantastic Four movie. Who do we got? Let me check the list. <laughs> we oh, got Doctor Doom. We got Galactus. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yep. I like those letters. We're just going to go with them. I just thought of when you said arcade, what he looks like, the character looks like in those white slacks and perhaps He's disco the bow tie. And also, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I made the comparison to, well, you got your danger room now. Here's Murder World. Yeah. So, you know. And, like, the danger room really hasn't been involved in any of the X-Men movies, like, that much. No. Like, they why wouldn't you do it? Really. I mean, look at the way that they bastardized Weapon, the Weapon X project. Like, they yeah. didn't go into, there were so many opportunities to, like, expose even in Deadpool, you know, like show some other people to get people excited. You know what I mean? Like you can build off of that. Like, ah, it's just like, it's frustrating, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even with like, uh, well, I guess like now that X-Men are, are going to be, you know, coming into the Marvel universe. I don't know. I, I don't know how they're planning on, on doing that. What well, do you think they're going to, how do you think they're going to lead in with them? Do you think they're going to do like a, a cameo somewhere first and then kind of segue them in or have their own that's my hope to movie. be honest because I loved how they like I will keep going back to this this is the hill I'm going to die on but Eternals botched it by not you know introducing 12 characters at once you know yeah. ver- versus the Avengers where it was yeah we got Iron Man too, but you guys aren't going to believe this guess who's in the background Black Widow oh my god whereas yeah. you know like I my dream one do a Hulk movie, but it's Hulk versus Wolverine. 
boom, you got that. Or you got um, you got Cyclops show up as like he's getting a bagel, I guess. I don't know, but it's like you know, give him something to do. But just you can incorporate them slowly, introduce them, and then eventually team them all up. But personally, mm-hmm. like I don't even know where we could go with which team we could go with. Do we go with the classic team from you know the original Stan and Jack run? Do we go mm-hmm. with the uh, giant size X Men where it's like it's literally X Men International? That's tough. That's a tough call. Yeah, because do you and like yeah, like even you do you use like the old costumes versus the new costumes. Do you go with X Men ninety like, two? We don't know. Yeah. And it's like, I think X Men ninety two is the way to go at least. You know, like maybe add one or two characters in that weren't. Like let's say throw Kitty Pride in. You know, utilize her because she has that ability of phasing, and that could lead to some pretty cool stuff involving other members of the team. Because then also you have Didn't the build. Oh, go ahead. Didn't they do Kitty Pride already in one of the movies? Yeah, but those don't count anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's... Right. I want to see. I want to see Jubilee. That's, that's yeah. The there you go. Like, you know, the biggest disappointment was when she was teased in X Men Apocalypse, and all she was mm-hmm. was just a five second cameo in the movie, but in like the supplemental material, like you know, online ads and like little mm-hmm. ad campaigns online, she was a big part. But I'm like, really, you're not going to utilize this character that people still quote and cosplay as and mm-hmm. reference all the time in oh, the pop yeah. culture sphere. It's ridiculous. And whatever happened to the Gambit movie that was supposed to be coming out too? Funny I thing you like mentioned that. Remember that. Recently, uh, the director of the movie, you know, revealed what the movie was going to be about and as well as uh, Channing Tatum saying, I will. I have not watched a Marvel movie since they canceled the movie. I have not, you know, been involved. It's like, we're sorry for your loss, Channing. Enjoy the dog movie. But, you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do feel for him because like I had heard some things of what the movie was going to be about. Gambit was going to be, per uh, Chris Claremont, the co-creator of the character, a rom-com in the no. uh, superheroes. Yeah, but the thing is this. Deadpool's a comedy. You have New Mutants being a horror movie. I liked that the X-Men movies were experimenting and doing different things. Logan was film noir, and it's like, you wouldn't expect that, but it was. Yeah, um, no... Logan was a surprise to me. I think sure. I think Gambit could have worked as you know a rom com, like maybe dial it back on you know the comedic elements, have it be a romantic action story. Go with that, like maybe like uh, romancing the stone or something, but with fl- mm-hmm. you know fiery playing cards. And how about a similar character? I think Jack of Hearts. Mm. Why has that not happened yet? I, a lot of it has not happened yet. But. He just picks him up, goes, "Oh, mon cherry, oh, oh don't throw me." <laughs> but I love the idea of like all of these characters. Like, eventually, all these characters will have their moment in the sun. For the most part, I want to see Stiltman. I don't care. I like stupid shit. I want to see a Stiltman. Stilt you know, scene. Oh, Hell yeah! Or you know, uh, the female counterpart, Lady Stiltman. I love Lady Stiltman. I love the fact that there's a char- like I love that there's a character called Stiltman and the uh woman counterpart is Lady Stiltman. She couldn't be li- uh she couldn't be Lady Stilt. Stilt woman? Stilt. Stilt or, woman? <laughs> or something like that. But no, we have to like reference like you know uh Lady uh what was the name of the character the cowboy character in the comics Lady something cowboy. Uh a what? They in like the yeah, like 1950s. That's 60s. very vague. I know, but Annie gonna, Oakley. What? No, it was like you know a pulp yeah. book or like comics or something. I'm I'm gonna remember it later, but it's like a Don McGregor character he worked on oh, at uh, Topps Comics. I think it's Lady Gunsmoke, but it was like literally just huh. you know like here's the uh, lady version of the character. 
Lady something. That's, wow. Give it up for the most obscure reference of the day. Thank you. I try. <laughs> Lady Gunsmoke. But it's Is like, that even a thing? I, I have to like Google to see if that's even like the real thing. Uh... I don't think that's real. All right. Before we go, Eric, thank you so much for being on the program today. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks for having me. And how can people get a hold of Pandora's Box as well as what events are coming up and when? You can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash Pandora's Box New Jersey. I believe it's all spelled out. Let me double check because my brain has a lot of holes in it. And, yep, it's uh, backslash Pandora's Box New Jersey, all spelled out. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. My personal Instagram is X. Is this loaded X? Uh, that was also my AOL screen name back uh, back in the day. If anyone is interested in that, mine was uh, Creed Maniac Two K Two. Yeah, I mean, which is really sad to admit they, out loud. They were just classic. I mean, you can't. My sacrifice. Can't. Um, we have uh, a signing coming up this Sunday. We have uh, Butch Patrick from the Monsters. Uh, he's going to be here from uh, eleven to two, I believe. Cool guy. And then, nice guy. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, March 13th, uh, we have the Hardy Boys, like you mentioned before. They're going to be here from 11 to 3. Um, I highly suggest you pre-buy tickets for that one because it is going to sell out. Um, And then we have a bunch of announcements coming up uh, probably right around the Hardy Boys time for the next three or four months out. We have a lot of really cool stuff in the works. Um, So just stay tuned for that. Very cool. Yep. Also, I want to give a shout out uh, to uh, Matt Cardona, who was just here. Um, we're uh, kind of working together with him now too. We have uh, we're, we're an official uh, you know retailer for his um, his Bendy line, which is really cool. If you're into wrestling, and um, the first four guys that they released are him, uh, Brian Myers, uh, Hornswoggle, and Mark Sterling. And the uh, second wave is coming out in in a couple months, featuring the very nice, very evil Danathan Hausen. Yes. Dan Housen. Uh, he is very nice and very evil. Um, there's an atom bomb in that line, too, which is pretty cool. Um, Nick Gage. And I forget who the fourth guy is. but The Loose um, Cannon, Brian Pillman. Oh, it's Brian Pillman, Loose Cannon, one of my favorites. How can I forget? Um, so, yes, very excited for, for that, too. Um, so um, want to check those out as well. Uh, and other than that, um, that's about it. We're located at 191 Route 15, Lafayette, New Jersey. Very cool. Eric, once again, thank you from Eddie and myself. Well, Eddie's here. Eddie, thank the man. Oh, thank you, Eric. And I have a wish list for back issues, so I'll be uh, bringing that with me. Okay. Yeah, you're more than welcome. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Eric Miller. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. <laughs>